Hit well into center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here. Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Oh, what's going on? Hello and welcome to Podcast 85 of the Angels Recap Podcast. We welcome you here to the month of August, our first pod here this month. Let me just tell you, the kids are here. Yes, we're talking Reed Deppers. We're talking Chris Rodriguez. We're talking Brandon Marsh and even Joe Adele got the call just the other day in his very first game in Texas. Oh, just a whole hum. Three hits, two doubles, drew a walk, stole a base, on base four times, drove in three runs, and was player of the game in his first game of the 2021 season. We're going to talk with Joe Adele. We're going to talk with Reed Detmers. We're going to hear about these guys as well. I had a really good conversation with Steve Klauke as part of the Sunday Minor League Report that airs on AM830. Um, each and every Sunday, we spend time with the Minor League broadcasters in the organization to just figure out what exactly is going on across all levels. And just this past Sunday happened to be Steve Klauke at AAA Salt Lake. And we talked with Steve about Reed Detmers. And, and we talked a lot about Joe Adele, too. So we're going to share that about Joe Adele. Uh, because quite frankly, the Angels are in a spot right now when you're just kind of looking at the standings, looking where they're at right now, a game under 500, and also understanding that you know the, the playoffs as of right now I'm not saying the Angels are out of it, but as they sit right now at a game under 500, they're six and a half games back of a playoff spot. Not impossible. There is still time to get there. There's no question about that. But you look at Oakland, who's got that spot right now. They're 12 games over 500. Angels have a long way to go to get to that. Again, not saying it's not possible, but the reality of the situation is Mike Trout has missed a lot more games than we ever thought he was going to miss. Same could be said for Anthony Rendon and your all-star in Jared Walsh is banged up right now too that's the reality um you know you love the efforts of guys like phil goslin and jack mayfield who have really stepped up juan lagaris has stepped up there have been different guys that have come through in uh, big situations for the angels but you're also talking about this angels club that is missing a three-time mvp in his prime you're talking about another guy that's a two-time top five finisher for mvp um was the doubles leader for three years in the national league and is one of the best players in his position in all of baseball, and Anthony Rendon that's out right now, and Jared Walsh, an all-star this year. I'm not here to make excuses. It's just the reality of this Angels team. I'm impressed that this Angels team right now is one game under 500, considering all of that. And the reason why I actually am really, really encouraged by the direction of the Angels is because you have seen an organizational shift into really putting a significant emphasis on pitching. It's about pitching, it's about pitching, it's about pitching. And you just look at the last month and the acquisitions the Angels have made. When they go to the draft and they sign 19 of their 20 draft picks, all pitchers. So you look at that, you feel good about that. The trades the Angels were able to make. You don't like losing Tony Watson? 
a left-hander that, that can help out in the bullpen, sure. But you get three pitchers in return for that guy. And and one of them has comparable numbers to Tony Watson. You look at the Andrew Heaney trade. And Andrew meant so much to Angels baseball for a long time. Um, Andrew was a friend of this show. We had him on the podcast. It felt like every offseason and every spring training. We always were talking with Andrew Heaney. And I appreciate Andrew Heaney as a human being and what he does in the community and um, you know what he does for, for animals, for dogs, and he and his wife are so involved um, in their charity work. There's a, a lot that I love about Andrew Heaney. Um, at the same time, the Angels recognized Heaney was on an expiring contract, and a team in New York really needed one more arm, they felt like, for their rotation. And in return, the Angels were able to get back Two prospect pitchers. You're not talking not just minor league arms, guys that are already ranked in the top 30 in the Angels system. So the Angels were able to acquire five pitchers that have team control that can help out the organization, depth in the organization. That have really, you know, a lot of them, or at least more than half of them, have pretty stellar potential. And in return, the Angels gave up two guys that they weren't going to be able to keep most likely at the end of the season anyway. That's just the reality, and that's how the Angels approached the trade deadline. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't really buying. It wasn't really selling. If it falls into a category, it was probably minor selling. I think that the Angels were able to do. But the biggest thing for why, you know, the Andrew Heaney thing happens how it happens, of course, it's to get the return back that you got. But the other side of that too is that it created room for Reed Detmers to start. And I'll tell you this: I know that Reed Detmers ended up giving up six runs. Um, but I was really impressed by Reed Detmers. There were a couple things that were significant to me. For one, the first time through the order, I thought he was outstanding. And that curveball, oh my goodness. I don't know that I have fallen in love with a single pitch as fast as I have fallen in love with Reed Detmers' curveball than maybe the first time I saw a Shohei Otani splitter. That's how much I love Reed Detmers' curveball. So I really like that. I really like that he didn't really use that changeup. That's a plus pitch for him. He didn't really use the changeup till the second time through the order. That was a, a mature approach to go about things that way. And I also like the way he battled back. He gave up the two home runs in the third inning. You know, the three-run shot to Olsen. Gomes hits the two-run bomb. That can shake a guy, especially a rookie, especially somebody making their major league debut. But for Reed Detmers, he didn't let that phase him because he came right back out in the fourth inning and got a 1-2-3 inning on eight pitches. Love that. I thought the tone was set for Reed Detmers right away and the learning opportunity right out of the gate. When you see Reed Detmers coming to that game, first batter he faces is Canna, and Canna's fouling off out pitch after out pitch after out pitch. And then I think that was maybe a message to Reed saying, oh, it's different here at this level. It is. I'm excited about Reed Detmers. I like his makeup. I like his build. I like his stuff. I love his curveball. I think Reed Detmers is a, it, Reed Detmers is the kind of pitcher the Angels have been looking for and hoping for for a long time. I think this guy has a sky-is-the-limit potential. I think he can be a front-of-the-rotation guy. I really do. And before he made his Major League debut, he and I caught up down in the Angels clubhouse. What's up, Reed? How's it going? Hey, congratulations on making it to the show. Here you are getting ready for uh, your first start. Just what has uh, the last couple of days been like in getting ready uh, for this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been overwhelming a little bit, but it's, it's a dream come true. Uh, I couldn't ask for anything else. Uh, 
I mean, I'm just looking forward to getting out there tomorrow night and uh, pitching here finally and just having a good time. What was it like when you got that phone call that you were coming up here? Uh, it was a surreal moment. Uh, my manager and uh, AAA called me in his office yesterday morning uh, and said, hey, you're going to the show, and I didn't know what to say. I just kind of froze, and, yeah, it was, uh, it was a moment I'll always remember. I know your double-A numbers were very good. You have a great one outing in triple-A, but were you surprised at all that it was just one triple-A start before coming up here? You know, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I just kind of went up there uh, with all eyes and ears just trying to learn, uh, just talking to the older guys, talking to the guys I already knew, just kind of picking their brains. Um, I didn't really have a, a goal or anything. I was just going up there trying to be myself. Um, and... Uh, fortunately, it, I had one start, um, and that was it, and now I'm here, um, and I'm ready to get going again. Basically, midway through your first professional season, I know you spent some time at summer camp last year, but what is the what has the time been like since becoming a professional in terms of how you feel like your stuff's been able to develop and like where you're just at right now as a pitcher? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a little crazy. Obviously, last year with COVID season, um, and then this year, uh, starting out in AA, uh, doing well. Get off, got off to a slow start, but then kind of working my way up. Uh, and then obviously AAA. I mean, I feel good. Um, everything feels like it's working. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to compete, trying to have fun. That's the main thing. It was good talking to Reedy. He's excited, but he's got, like, this confidence, this cool, calm, southern um, swag to him that is business-like. He, he's, he's, like blue, he's got blue-collar swag. Is that even possible? Is it possible to have blue-collar swag? If he does, uh, I, I would say that that is Reed Detmers, just the way that he goes about things. That curveball, what do they call it, Hell's Rainbow? Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I, I mean, I love the curveball of Reed Detmers. And, uh, you know, the, he left some fastballs down the middle. Okay, you, you can't make mistakes with the fastball at this level, and um, he learned that. I mean, that, that, that's part of the deal, and you're going to see Reed Detmers continue to improve. You look at the Angels pitching staff right now. Like, Let's just go through some of the names. Let's say, like Patrick Sandoval, who you're feeling really good about right now. I, I think Sandoval's having a breakout 2021 season. I think Jose Suarez has showed some really good things. I like to start the other day in Texas. I know that when that game got past five innings, it got a little bit tougher for him. You want to see him be able to push through that, certainly, but you feel good about Suarez right now. How good has Jaime Berea been? Man, this guy does not get love anywhere. And Jaime Berea, all he does is compete and win. Remember how good he was that 2018 season? Um, we're seeing some of that again now from Jaime Berea. Really encouraged by Jaime Berea. Uh, Chris Rodriguez is now back. I thought Chris Rodriguez looked pretty good in his start in Texas. There was a lot I liked about what we saw from C-Rod in that game. So that part is, is outstanding. You're talking about like five guys. You know, in, in, in Detmers, in Rodriguez, in Suarez, in Sandoval, in Berea, who are all 25 or younger. And that's the kind of group that if you can get, you know, two of those five or three of those five to hit for you to where they can be regular, everyday Major League starting pitchers, wow, that's a core you can build around. Like, that's how you build depth. We've seen that in baseball time and time again. It's never about the five or six starters you have at the start of the season. It's about having the organizational depth to be able to get through 162 games. So I really like that group, and I think that that's a group that's showing promise, and I love what the Angels are doing. The Angels are giving these guys opportunity to learn and grow here at the big league level because the whole key for this thing, right, like let's just take a step back. I know we get deep on things on this show. Let's just take a step back. 
and look at where the Angels are at. You have Trout, you have Rendon. Uh, I'm not, you know, in, in, Otani kind of fits into two categories, but I'm going to take Otani. Um, you know, is we'll put him in the veterans group. We'll take the veterans and Trout, Otani, Rendon, Walsh, Fletcher, guys that have proven that they can have success at this level. So that's one group. You want that group in their prime as long as possible, while at the same time having young guys that are pitchers. In the names like Detmers, Rodriguez, Sandoval, Suarez, Berea, that's the group that you need to get accelerated to where they are big league ready and in their primes so that you can have the two groups overlapping each other when your offense can be in their prime and that overlaps with pitching that is accelerated to where they're in their prime. Then you have both groups in their prime at the same time. That is how you create a championship window. And that's exactly what Joe Madden's talking about when he's discussing the Angels' approach for the rest of this year. It's very important for us going into the offseason to know exactly what we have and what we need to do to move forward for next year. Having said that, that does not mean conceding to anything uh, at all. Uh, we believe that these young guys are ready to, to play here and, and be part of a winning environment. That's the kind of environment Joe Madden has built. Look at this group. Look how scrappy and tough these guys are. This is a never-quit team. You love the character of this group. You love the makeup of this group. You can see championship bones. They're there. And I know we say this every year, it feels like. Okay, well, you like the core. You like the the championship core. How do you get them there? The difference is, this time, you can tell that there is pitching coming through. And, and, And at the end of the day, it boils down to pitching and defense. And drafting and developing pitching. Because it's just far too expensive in terms of chips, in terms of money to go and get front-end starting pitching. Now, the Angels still could do that. The Angels still could cash in some chips for a maybe a top-two starter. But I think that Otani is, is ace. He's ace level. If you could bring in a number two, and I think Reed Detmers has potential for ace level. I think Rodriguez can be a long-term mid-rotation fit. I already like what I've seen from Berea. I think Suarez has very high upside. If that can connect. And I think Sandoval has proven that he can be, you know, a mid to upper rotation guy um, if he continues to develop at the rate he's developing. So, you, I mean, just look at this group and you go, okay, well, you know, there, there's some hope within the system, organic, homegrown talent that is in this system that has a chance to rise. You can't help but see the future is coming. And I think that it's really cool what the Angels are doing. And even in the outfield, too, it's not just the pitching. In the outfield, now that Joe Adele is here and with Brandon Marsh, it's very interesting to me how the Angels are going about this because the, you you don't bring those guys up unless you're going to have them play every day. Otherwise, they're just sitting on the bench. There's no way to improve. And, and the best thing, like, like Joe Adele is a perfect example, and I know it's one game we've seen him, so you don't want to overreact to anything right now with Joe Adele, but he is a completely different player that we saw last night than he was a year ago. I mean, it's night and day. It's been one full year. At the time we're recording this podcast on Wednesday, August 4th, one year since we've seen Joe Adele get to the major league level. And he goes back down, and that year in AAA did wonders for him. He got regular at-bats. He got a chance to compete. You give Brandon Marsh that same opportunity here at the big league level now. His bat's going to come around. I mean, it takes time to adjust to this level, and you have to go through the growing pains. That's part of it. Adele has, Adele has gone through the growing pains, gone back down, really rededicated himself, I think he's learned a lot about himself. I think he's learned a lot about who he is as a baseball player. And he's come back and he's a different guy right now. And moving forward, we're going to see 
those two in the outfield pretty much every day. And Adam Eaton and Justin Upton are going to be platooning. Against lefties, you're going to see Upton in left field. Against righties, you're going to see Eaton in right field. And that's how the Angels are going to go about it. But when it comes to the character and the makeup and the growth of Joe Adele, he and I spoke about some of the strides he feels like he's taken over the last year. Hey, Joe, uh, congratulations on getting back here. We talked with Joe Madden and we talked with you last year about you know, some of the value that can come from development and some time in AAA. Now that you're kind of on the other side of this thing, um, what do you look back upon as maybe the, some of the things that helped you learn and grow and be a better baseball player in the last 12 months? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it goes back to, you know, what I, I talked about earlier, though, and kind of, you know, understanding myself, you know, and understanding kind of what's going to you know lead to my success, you know, individually. And, um, you know, the more you play, the more you start to figure out, you know, where your success lies, you know, within the game. So, you know, for me over these, you know, 70 or so games, you know, and, and Salt Lake, along with, you know, some spring games, kind of started to figure out, you know, how I'm going to be successful, you know, in certain situations and like what, um, you know, what pitches I actually can handle very well versus the ones that I think I can hit very well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it's a mix of that. Uh, but I think just going out and, and like I said, just playing games, you know, getting back to some normalcy here. Um, you know, it's we're kind of, you know, gradually getting out of the, the COVID situation here. And, and that's that's kind of helped, you know, kind of open things up and, and really get some work in and, and, and get right. So. Joe, with your background and also at the same time uh, getting to this point, this quick first round pick that's had a lot of success, but trying to find that at the major league level. When you look back at your time in the minor leagues and the journey, do you feel like there was maybe anything where you can see some growth just just as a person, maybe beyond just baseball? Do you feel like any of that has changed for you in the last year? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the grind that it is, you know, that that all of us know that that have played in it and, and gone through, you know, the minor league process and whatnot. Um, you know, it, it's a different type of grind. You know, it's it's it grounds you. Um, it definitely, you know, you have to love the game, you know, to play at this level. You know, there there is no, you know, I like it some days of the week when it's going great. You know, you have to really, you know, enjoy and love the game. I think, you know, with some of the circumstances, you know, coming through and, and, and battling where you got to, you know, hop on a, a bus and take a 10 hour road trip and get off and take a nap and play that night. I mean, this is this is stuff that, you know, goes on every day. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and part of that grind is understanding, you know, this is kind of what it takes. You know, this is what it takes to, to play leagues. And, you know, if you want it, you know, that badly, you're going to have to overcome circumstances that aren't even baseball related, you know, but outside of the field and, and, and different things that are tough. And um, it all helps you grow. You know, I think, um, you know, I think I've learned that, you know, over the past, you know, four years or so of, of just really being able to get up every day and, and find a way to grind, you know, find a way to get better, find a way to, you know, bounce back after a bad one, you know, and, and just keep moving forward. So, yeah, it definitely has kind of made me a better person in a way. It's helped me, you know, understand the failure in it and, and to keep pushing. And last thing for me, Joe, I mean, obviously, like when you spend time in the big leagues and then you go back uh, to the minor leagues to work to get here to try to stay, um, usually support comes from other areas besides just yourself. So was there anybody maybe within the organization uh, that you kind of had as, as a sounding block, as somebody to spend time with uh, to kind of help through that process? <laughs> you know, as, as, as crazy as it sounds, um, you know, I, I, I would say Marsh. I would say Marsh, obviously, is my boy. But, 
you know, having us kind of reunite in spring and go through, you know, Salt Lake together and kind of feed off each other's energy level. Um, you know, I think uh, that really kind of helped, you know, just forget about, you know, what level it was or where we were at, where we wanted to be, but just playing the game and just being in the moment. Um, but also, you know, myself, you know, my own ability to, to, to put the chip on my shoulder, you know, being in Salt Lake and say, you know what, I'm trying to get back to the big leagues. You know, what do I got? What do I have to do? You know, I'm just putting my head down and, and, and trying to make it happen. So, you know, just having that little motivation in the back of my head of, you know, where I want to be along with, you know, playing with, you know, my best friend and, and, and just trying to win games. I mean, that's, that's what it's about. So. Appreciate it, Joe. It's good to see you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Trent. Joe Adele came up a mature guy that's maturing even more. You love hearing that from Joe Adele. There, there's a lot of good in what Joe Adele said right there. And that was confirmed by a conversation I had with Steve Klauke last Sunday. We talked about him earlier. And the voice of the Salt Lake Bee is the Angels AAA affiliate. And I asked him about Joe, and really we talked about a lot of those same things. And he is saying that just from his seat, as their play-by-play announcer, watching all of Joe's games this season in AAA, he can see the same things we are just talking about. All right, I got to ask you about Joe Adele. I think every time we have Jan, we end up talking about Joe Adele. Wanted to get your thoughts on his progress to this point and, and just what you have seen from him and his development. Uh, again, uh, from an offensive standpoint, uh, the strikeouts have been cut back considerably over what they used to be. And when he makes contact, it's hard and it goes a long way. Just here in Albuquerque alone, he's hit two home runs. One was 477, which is his longest oh of the year. And the other was 455, so he must be tiring. Uh, but uh, no, he, he's uh, uh, he, he's done a much better job at the plate. Uh, he's you know got, teams are starting to play a shift on him to the left side, and he's shown not only the ability but the desire when the situation warrants it to go with the pitch the other way, punch it through that wide open spot, and get the base hit, maybe drive in a run instead of trying to yank one out and popping it up. So he's been much better at the plate that way, and defensively. He's getting good jumps on the ball. Uh, his throws are more accurate. He's hitting the cutoff, man. He's got five assists already this year uh, in the outfield. So overall, I think his game is, uh, has been improving on a day-to-day basis. And while other guys seemingly you know, passing him up on promotions to the big leagues, it hasn't bothered him mentally. He's still the same guy that he's been all season long, and uh, it hasn't affected him negatively yet this year. I'm encouraged to hear that, especially, I mean, also talking about you know, the maturity of Joe Adele, I know that's been one thing people have talked about for a long time with Joe, even from the day he was drafted into this organization. But to hear you say that hey, putting shifts on, no problem. Other guys get called up, not him, no problem. He's continuing to work. I think that speaks volumes about him. Have you seen that kind of growth with Joe this season? I know you're not around, you know, you know, really close with the players like maybe you have been in years past, but have you been able to, to see that with Adele? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we occasionally have conversations from a distance uh, during batting practice, and uh, it's just amazing, uh, you know, the difference uh, that I see from now from the kid that was in a Salt Lake uniform in 2019. And he's, uh, he's, it seems like he's having fun. He's enjoying what he's doing. I think he knows his time will come when that takes place. He doesn't know. He says it's not in his hands. He just has to do his job and let the chips fall where they may. And that, that's really been a, a great attitude adjustment for him. The future's bright. This is the group. And this is such an important group to connect. If you can have these young players that have team control, prospects coming up in the Angels system that can all contribute and be beneficial 
to the success of a big league club with the star veterans, there is an opportunity for the Angels that is sitting right here in front of our very eyes. We get a front row seat to the future of Angels baseball every single day the rest of 2021 as this group fights to try to compete. And when you're looking at goals for this year, I think a goal for this team should really be to have a winning season. It's been a long time since the Angels have had a winning season. I think if you if you focus on trying to have a winning season, you get this young group better, and maybe you make a push, but the, the, I mean, hey, it's going to be really hard without Mike Trout. You want to get Trout back soon. There's no talk of shutting him out or anything. I mean, the Angels are trying to get him back soon, and, and Trout's trying to get back soon. But, I mean, it's it's an unbelievably hard task without your best player, let alone the guy that, you know, considered to be by many the best player in the world. So when you lose Mike Trout, I mean, that, that's going to hurt your chances, anybody's chances significantly. I think that what the Angels have done just to be at this point is admirable. And they continue to fight. And you love that spirit. You love the culture that's being created here. And you can feel the wave of momentum go in the right direction for the Angels. I'll just tell you, just, just in my job, every time you get to August, like right after the trade deadline, you you feel the dog days of summer. I mean, you really do. It's a, it's a real thing that you can feel. For whatever reason, this year I'm not feeling that. And I think it's because there's a level of excitement that comes from seeing all these young guys come up and there are going to be growing pains. That's going to be part of it. Some of these guys are going to get, you know, some of these young pitchers are going to get knocked around at times. But you look for different things. Like like Reed Detmers was so good the first time through the lineup. Then he went and go face those same hitters for a second time, and they got to him. But how did he respond from that? He comes back with a clean inning in the fourth. That's the stuff you look for. That's the character side of it. That, to me, is a winning player. What Reed Detmers did on Sunday afternoon, that, that is a championship kind of player to be able to deal with the adversity and bounce back from it. Now we'll see how he does his next start. Is If Reed Detmers continues to leave fastballs down the middle his whole career, it's going to be a short career. But I don't think that's going to happen. He's too talented. He's too good. And he's got the right mindset and the right people around him in this organization to where he has a chance to be special. We all know Chris Rodriguez's stuff is electric. He has a chance to be special. The other guys have had a little bit more opportunity here at the big leagues. And, and you're seeing with experience comes success. Guys that have potential that come here and struggle early when given the opportunity eventually find ways to succeed. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? But you're seeing that with this group, and that's what the Angels are doing now. For these two months, we're going to see the young future of this organization get experience here at the big leagues. And who knows what kind of run they're able to go on. It's all like six and a half games means you're absolutely out of it. Yeah, it's a tough mountain. Yeah, it's a long way to go, certainly. doesn't mean they're done. They're going to keep fighting. They're going to keep battling. And I love that about this Angels team. And I love that about their manager, Joe Madden. And I'm excited about the moves that the Angels front office has made. I think there's a lot of good happening in this organization. And you know, it's you know, the, the story to everything. We've talked about it for years. It all boils down to the pitching. And there has been a rededicated focus on pitching, about drafting and developing pitching. We've seen it drafted. Now we're starting to see the fruits of the development. And it's it's just starting now for this Angels group. And you want to get these pitchers to where they are peaking at the same time where you got all these unbelievable offensive players still in their prime. And get that to overlap, that's a window. And the Angels have one coming. This is a scrappy group. 
you love how this team is built. You love the direction they're going. And there have been some frustrating losses this season. There have been some frustrating injuries this season. But you get everybody right? Sky's the limit. I truly feel that. All right, that's going to just about do it for us here on Angels Recap here on this podcast, 85. I want to thank Hannah Stang, Howard Drescher for all their help. Hey, thanks to Joe Adele for joining us, to Reed Detmers, to Steve Klauke, uh, for Joe Madden for always giving us all kinds of time. If you haven't yet, feel free to subscribe to the Angels Recap Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, leave us a comment. Give us a rating and review. We love hearing back uh, from our fans. Love any chance we have to connect. You can find me on Twitter at Trump Rush Sports. I love talking baseball. We do it after every home game on Angels Radio AM 830. We do it every week here on this podcast, and I like to do it all the time on Twitter, even if my wife wants to knock my phone out of my hand uh, sometimes. Hey, my name is Trent Rush. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast.